You're listening to Hope Alive, your number one online Christian radio station. 10 minutes past the hour, 2 o'clock. It is a beautiful, beautiful Tzalerato uh, Tuesday right here on the Midday Hangout. And we are going to be having our conversation with Pastor Tate, which uh, he's already on the line. So uh, let's hear what Pastor Tate has to say. Good afternoon. Yes, good afternoon, Sipo, and good afternoon to the the listeners of Hope Alive. How are you guys doing? We are fantastic, and we're super excited to have this conversation with you again. Um, it's a new month, and we've done very well yes, the past four weeks. It, has been, it feels like home now, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man, it's been good. We've been, we've been having a good time, you know, on, on the show, so it's been... I'm feeling like I need to get a job at your guys' place. Indeed, <laughs> you know, indeed. I'm enjoying this place. <laughs> it's really beautiful to have you here. One of our listeners I saw in her status posted this morning, Guti, uh, it is a Tuesday. It has become my favorite segment <laughs> on radio. I think some people actually really just wait for like 2 o'clock and they are like, all right, 2 o'clock, we are yes. coming in. It's a Tuesday. It's a date. Yes. So welcome to everybody that's joining us right now. 067-153-1089 is the number you can use on our WhatsApp line to be in touch with us. Otherwise, uh, we are on... On, uh, Hope Alive radio station on uh, Facebook, on Twitter at Hope Alive underscore radio, Instagram Hope Alive radio. We have to play this disclaimer in a few seconds and then after that we start our conversation. While Hope Alive encourages meaningful and fruitful discussion, please note that the views, information and opinions expressed during the show are solely of the individuals or guests involved and do not necessarily represent the views of the station or Hope Restoration Ministries. Twelve minutes past the hour, two o'clock. We're speaking marriage today with Pastor Tate. We've been and we've been speaking about <coughs> the seasons of relationships, right? And we touched on and dating, and we've touched on, um, you know, what one should do in terms of preparing themselves for dating, for um, for for courting and then for engagement. But today we're crossing over to the I do part, you know, and it's one of, I think, before anything, it is very idolized in the church, maybe for the ladies <laughs> mostly. You know, ladies in church, they already, you say hello, they already gone to the honeymoon and back. <laughs> and maybe we even, maybe in the next coming weeks, we'll, unf- we'll unpack that because I think the attitude is changing, especially more to the guys. You know, you find their brothers are mm-hmm. more like hello and then they want to do that hello for the next 10 years and the sister is like, I know, yeah. I want things done now and so we've got that mm-hmm. kind of a situation happening. But today I want to look at marriage and the beauty of what it is. What does God describe marriage as? Or maybe how does our faith as Christian unpack marriage to be? Okay. Yes, uh, thank you once again, people, for having me. I think it's the... The most important thing is, you know, we need to know what marriage is and what marriage is not. You know, I think that's yes. that's, that's the most important thing, and we need to know when was the institution of marriage, um, you know, when was it first introduced? You know, because I oh, marriage is not a good idea; it's it's a God idea. Love you know, it. I can I, 
I would really define marriage as you know a, a, a joining, a total joining of together of two people, you know, of opposite sex. I must say, I must highlight to say opposite sex. Why in a long, you know, life journey together, you know, that is recognized in this journey. It's recognized by God. It's recognized by the state. It's recognized by the community. You know, it's a life of pouring out your life to your other partner, you know, and to bring the best out of them in pursuit of and, you know, of the purpose that God has called the two individuals to be. It's basically a union of one becoming, mm. of two people becoming one, you know. And, and I think one thing I must say is, you know, when you read in Genesis chapter number one, verse 18, the Bible says it was, and the Lord said it was, it is not good that a man should be alone. It, so you will find, and then God says, I will make him a suitable help. You will find that it wasn't Adam who saw that it wasn't good for him to be alone. Mm. It was God. So you will find that it is God who establishes the institution of marriage. It's Genesis chapter number two. It's not chapter number one. Chapter number two. You will find that it was God who said it was not good. And I will make him. You know, so it's not like Adam came to the conclusion that he was alone. You know, so in the whole relationship of marriage, it's God's idea. Mm. You know, so then God is responsible for that. He's the creator of marriage, mm. you know, and he hasn't let us to, you know, just allow us to figure it on our own. He has put, he has given us his word with many instructions, brothers, people, of mm. how to have, you know, successful marriages. So I think what we, what we need to know that is it is an institution established by God. I you love know, that. And Mm, mm, mm. No, I love the and, fact and, that and you, I think yeah. The, yeah, so I'm saying another thing is you will find that the Bible says it is not good that a man should be alone. So it tells us that Adam was alone. Mm. He was not lonely. Mm. It's a difference. Mm. He didn't come with baggage. He was good by himself. He didn't even realize, you know. Mm. that he needed something, but it was God who realized it because he was working on himself. He was becoming the best version of himself. He was tendering the garden. He was doing all kinds of stuff. Like, I think we talked about it. Mm. You know, he wasn't looking for, you know, God didn't see that Adam needs someone to complete him. Let's find him a help. Mm. <laughs> the, the Bible says, we're going to find someone who will help, help meet for him, for the assignment. And the purpose that God has called him. So I think it's 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 key mm. for us always to know that how you know marriage started, mm. you know, in 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 the scriptures as, as believers. You touched on a few things, and I think it's interesting that we we touch a bit on that, especially because we're defining and and speaking about marriage as a God institution, yeah. but also we defining and speaking about marriage from the background of Christianity, and. Yeah we as Christian understanding that we can only connect to God the Father through Jesus and that yeah. therefore if you don't access God through Jesus, you're actually not speaking about God himself, the Father. Yeah. So with yeah. that in the background, you you spoke a bit as well about marriage being a joining of two and specifically mm -hmm. being of the mm -hmm. opposite sex. And I think it's a conversation yes. that we don't speak much about which... Um, 
is one of the conversations that are, are current because we do see people who claim who say they are love they, they also love God and I cannot say they claim or they don't because we when a person says I love God we take it from your heart we believe what you say and mm-hmm. but who are from the, the same sex and they are coming into the church and they're saying pastor we we fellowship here and we expect you to facilitate our wedding and bless it because we believe in marriage. So you are saying to us today that regardless of how much you can believe in marriage, the God idea of marriage has always been and will always be the, other, the, the, the joining of two individuals who are of opposite sex. Definitely. It is, it's a God idea. It's not a, it's not a man's idea. Mm. You know? So you, uh, it's, it's always an issue because when you, when you come to a pastor when you come to a church, mm. the moment you say that you are putting God and you are putting his word, you are putting the Bible, because what gives us authority is his word, and this is it's the Bible. Yes. And the Bible says a man shall leave his father and mother and to be joined to his wife. That, that, the term wife refers to female. And when you look at the Bible, it talks about male and female, mm. you know, in Genesis. So it's very clear in terms of the sex. There was no... There was no, you know, it wasn't blurry in terms of that. So the moment us as, as, as people who are under the, uh, the, the the tutorship of the word, we can only do what the word of God says. You know, mm-hmm. we, we can join people who are <laughs> within the parameters of the word, you know, unfortunately. So I think it's, 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 that's where it starts because it's, it's how God brought marriage into institute. It was between Adam and Eve, and we look, when we look, the first marriage institution was between Adam and Eve, and we know that they were not of the same sex, they were opposite sex, Mm. you know, and their qualities were different, so that's the pattern, that's where we find, you know, you know, a man shall leave his his mother and father to cleave, you know, to his, unto his wife, so that's where we find that issue of joining, that's the part, the leaving and the cleaving part. Is the joining part. That's where we come in as pastors, that we are joining. We are acknowledging that there is a man and a woman, and, and they, we want them to be to be joined before the Lord. So it's not us, it's not the church of today that decides, no, who should? It's the Bible and it's God. Mm. So we are only you know, followers of his word, and we have to abide by it, irrespective of what people think or would want to believe. I like that because it's important to define, as you said earlier, on what marriage is and what marriage isn't. So in three, maybe what are the two things that confirm what marriage is um, in terms, you know, from you, what you've known marriage to become and to be? And then what are the two things that you would say marriage isn't? And I think it's important that as a believer note, because we also have believers that have been cohabiting and have now, you know, have kids and they live together for 10 years and they're like, aye, but we're married because we all agree. We're in agreement. We are living together. But there was never, Mm. you know, there's no families that got involved. One in terms of African customs of Lobola, there was no blessing officially in the church but then they can also break themselves and say who blessed adam and eve so we kind of like together and they regard themselves as married would that be marriage mm. still mm. i think the the issue with, with with that's a very good question and i think what's, what's really important it's just boils down especially within our church setting and within our 
you know, as believers, yes. you know, even when you look in the Old Testament, the laws pertaining to marriage, I think family is always key because when you read uh, in Genesis, when, when you know, it, it, it's amazing, Brother Sipo, when I was reading, when I was just preparing for, for today's meeting, mm. you, when, 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 when you find that Adam was the first male to be on the face of the earth. Yes. And then Bible, the Bible says, then God took a rib out of Adam when he was sleeping, you know, mm. and then made a woman out of it. And then she became, you know, the bone of his bone, flesh of his flesh, right? Mm. And then he, he then called a woman because she has been taken out of the man, right? Mm. And then after that, you will find that the Bible in Genesis chapter number two, verse 24, then says, therefore, a man shall leave his father and his mother and cleave unto his wife, and they shall be one flesh. Yes. But wait a minute. Adam did not have a mother, did not have a father. Same with Eve. These mm. were the first people to be on the earth. Mm. These were the first people to be on the earth. But he's... he's, he's I'm, I'm, I'm a, most probably he spoke, whether it's him or God, we don't know, or it's Moses, but they spoke under the inspiration of the Holy Spirit to say family is key. Mm. There has to be a blessing from the family. Mm. You know, when you start these things, there's there a physical family, there's a spiritual family. Love that. Mm. You see, so that is very key. That's why I say they shall leave. They will get a blessing. There will be a mm. celebration. Even the laws, they tell you it's there for it to be recognized. They, there has to be some form of acknowledgement from the family where that person was raised. There's a celebration. And once the celebration has been done, then also you present it before God. Mm. Before the spiritual family, there is a pastor, there are your leaders who speak a blessing over that thing. Because at the end of the day, you want it to work. Mm. <laughs> you want it to work. It's not your thing. It's God's thing. And do you know that marriage was even established before the fall? That's how important marriage is. Mm. Let's get into that because I want to speak about <laughs> what is the purpose of marriage. Because, again, looking at the generation we're living in where we say, but we love each other, we both agree that we love each other, we want to live together, but we're not too sure about this marriage situation or traditional mm. maybe we even think that the institution of marriage is old school it's it's backward thinking or whatever the case might be what was or is the purpose of marriage is it just that brother you've been burning for too long you want somebody to relieve yourself with you just want to have sex and now it's time you just have it legally or is there a greater purpose though sex is part of marriage and procreation and enjoying each other but is there a greater purpose? Yeah, I think it, the, the purpose of marriage is, is clear. We find it in scripture. Uh, we find the first people on, on the face of the earth, that's Adam and Eve, right? And the, God says, it is not good that a man should be alone. I will make him a help. Mm. So the, the purpose of Eve was to come and help Adam. And what was the help for? It was for a vision, it was for an assignment, it was for a purpose. And their purpose at that time that the Lord had given them was to what was to tend the garden. And that's the purpose where it's find someone that you, you you find and you marry so that you have one flesh. And what is the main purpose of you guys becoming one flesh? You 
fulfill, you know, the assignment that God has given you, to fulfill the calling that God has given you. And that is the, the main thing in marriage. And the challenge with a lot of people, when they go into marriage, they are not going to fulfill a vision or a calling. They are going to look for someone who makes them happy. They are going to look mm. for someone who brings them peace. And that is not the idea of marriage. That's why marriage is, most of them, they don't fa- they fail in the Christian circle because we don't know. Because when, you, when, 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 when purpose is not known, abuse is inevitable. Mm. So that's why you find many a time people are always saying, he doesn't make me happy. He doesn't do this. She doesn't do this. And that is not the purpose of marriage. Things like happiness, things like peace, things like joy, those things, you can't find them in marriage. You will find them in the Lord, mm. you see. So what then happens now, what then happens is it's very important that you spend, so what, what's really key even to the married couples, to people that are going into marriage, that the purpose is trying to um, be, you know, a, a, a partner to a vision, to a cause, because you pour into that vision and, what then happens is when you begin to follow the Lord's vision, you begin to do what he does, many a time you're going to develop a strong relationship with God. Because your relationship with God, or your personal relationship with God, that's when these things like peace, joy, happiness, stress, these things, they begin to overflow into the marriage space. And then you as a partner, who's the party to that marriage, you begin to benefit from the character mm. traits that arrive from the from one's relationship with God. But the main purpose, guys, the main purpose is to <laughs> is to do a course, is to focus on, on a vision, to focus on an assignment. When you do that, you are no longer going into marriage just to take. Mm. Well, many a time people are there to just take. Mm. I'm taking, taking, taking. You're not there to pour out. Marriage is a is a is a place where you're pouring out. Pulling out, you are, you are removing yourself from the picture. You are, you are being selfless, like how Jesus. When you look at the, the the relationship between Jesus and the church, Jesus is so selfless. He was willing to lay down his life for us. He's always giving us. He's giving us peace. He's giving us grace. That is the prototype mm. of what marriage should be like. You see, so it's not just finding someone who tickles your fence. And the unfortunate part, we are looking for stuff in marriage that only God can provide. Mm. And that's why you find many a time people are emotionally spent. They feel like they've been doing all things. They've been buying cars. They've been doing presents. They've been trying to please this person. Mm. And that thing cannot come from men. Mm. It can only come from your relationship with God, am I saying, am I saying the person that you're going to be in a relationship shouldn't have peace, shouldn't have joy? No, that's what I'm saying. But you should not expect them to give you those things. You can't place a demand on spiritual authorities that can only come from God. Mm, I love and we place that. these things on, 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 on human beings. So somebody's listening to us and asking... <laughs> Should per- is then purpose discovered in the marriage or prior to the marriage? Where do we do discover this purpose that we then, as a couple, embark on this journey to fulfill? What does the Bible say? The Bible says God first gave Adam mm. a purpose. There was a vision. 
The, the, the purpose didn't come when Eve came to the sea. Mm. All the instructions, all the instructions, Adam already knew. He knew all of these instructions. There was a vision. There was a purpose. That's why we said when we when we when we go back, you know, to when we were looking for what to look for, what are the main things? We talked about vision. Mm. Remember, we talked about that. Yes, do you did. have a vision for your life? Mm. Do you have? So those are the things now. So now, when you find someone, that vision should resonate with you. Mm. That so, vision should resonate with you because this is going to be primarily most of your time. You're going to be working. For example, let's say someone who knows that they have a calling to be like a doctor without borders. That's what obviously they're going to be traveling. They're going to be in remote, you know, countries. Mm. And then you are finding someone who says, you know, I want to have a family where my husband is like a family man. He goes up and pick up, picks up the kids and, you know, he's just based, he's based locally because their vision is local because mm. maybe they want to establish something local. Those visions are not great. Definitely, you might be great personalities, but you're going to clash in terms of vision. Mm. So body so rolls, the, the looks, you know, the goosebumps, those things are not a priority. Vision first. Everything else follows. No, those things, <laughs> the Bible says these things will always, those are superficial, you know, mm. things that we usually put. Because things will fade. Beauty will always fade. Mm. You know? But got... what does not change is the vision. Hey, yeah, no, there's a lot. Let's take it, this comment quickly here. It says, hi, Hope Alive. I'm sure uh, so much wisdom shared. I think one thing that today's conversation is emphasizing is that the word of God is the standard and has uh, has the definitions. I think as Christians, if we stick to the perimeters of the word, we will save ourselves from a lot of confusion. And then we've got a second one here saying, so Pastor Tate, you often hear in Christians communities of uh, perfect will of God, especially when it comes to spouses. Is this a real thing or can I just marry a brother or sister? as long as they are born again? Or does God lead me to the specific person, especially looking at the one, one's individual purpose or calling? So the first one is a comment on, on, on what we've just spoken about. And then the second one is asking a question to say, uh, often you hear that people are saying there's a such thing as the perfect will of God. So does God lead us to this perfect person? Or we just need to just flow and marry a brother and a sister that's just born again. Yeah. I, I think just to answer that question, I, I usually say, most people usually ask me to say, is there a, a thing called the one? You know, yes. you know, is there a specific? I don't think there is a specific individual per se. Like the one that we call, this is the one. Right, but there are various people who you can make the one, depending on their vision, depending on their character. You know, mm. there's but there are also people who are, are not the people. They are not the one. Definitely, a, a specific. You will find in scripture, in 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 the Old Testament, God will say, "I don't want you to marry from this household." Mm. Right? It was a specific, but he he did not have problems you marrying maybe amongst maybe. If you are from the tribe of Judah, you marrying from the tribe of Issachar. God does not have a problem. But he would specifically tell you, 
I don't want you to marry from the Amorite. Mm. So that's usually the, the, the issue. The, the starting point is obviously, mm. are they born again? Definitely. Yes. And then you have set in, you have set in your, your goal to say your, your list, your requirements. These are the things that I'm looking for. And then obviously you carefully pray for it. And then you also get counsel. Counsel is very key in making decisions. That's why the Bible says in the multitude of counselors, they say, bring them in a community. And other members of the community can be able to assess and pray with you carefully. And then once you have peace, there's always peace with the Lord. With the Lord this thing comes with peace. The Bible says, let the peace of God rule your heart. It's an empire in your heart. Mm. You have peace. And then when you have peace, you go. But to say they specifically, they they want. When you look at it, brothers, people numerically, men, <laughs> women are more than men. So it won't even be going to end if we are trying to do that God, in his wisdom, you put one for one. Yes. Most of some of the guys are in prison. Some of the gay guys have left being, you know, males. They are now, you know, identifying themselves as other mm. genders. So mm. you, we can't even compute to say there's one for each. Mm. And that's why the Bible says, even if someone passes away, you can... You can remarry. Yes. Are you saying the person who you are remarrying is it a, a second choice? No. Mm. The one you marry, the moment you become joined before the Lord, that joining becomes the one. Mm. That becomes the perfect will of God because the perfect will of God is what God has joined. Let no man put asunder. I love this conversation because it made us move away from just the the Disney version of what love or the rom-com that we see in TV of what love is. You made us reflect and pause, just like one of our listeners has said today, that you have the word of God has become the standard. And I think many of times, even Christian marriages don't look at that as the foundation. It's like do you tick the boxes of this and this and that? And then, oh, you're Christian as well. And also being Christian is not enough because a person can be in the church and claim to be Christian but not invest in reading the word, not have a relationship with God, and that cannot then yield results. So um, Mm parting, what would be your conclusion on this particular topic? Because I wanted us to get into building, being intentional in purpose. And maybe that's going to be our conversation for next week, navigating purpose within marriage, you know, because we are Mm -hmm. coming from two sides. We're two individuals. We are together in marriage and we might have, Mm -hmm. there's this vision just because we now align in vision doesn't make it easy following Mm -hmm. that vision. Does it? Yeah. So maybe how how do we wrap up today's conversation to the people that says, because today we, we looked at, what is marriage according to God? And then we also looked mm-hmm. at the fact that purpose, does it is it found before we come in or is it found in marriage? So what would be your wrapping up of this for today? Yeah, I think I'll just reiterate to say marriage is not a good idea. It's mm. a God idea. I think that's, that's, that's really important. And I think we have to be, you know, knowing, we, we have to know that this is, something that is very important to God because it's the, one of the first institutions that we find in scripture that establishes on the face of the earth. And it's something that when you decide to enter into it, know, know that it's something serious and you have to allow the word of God to, to, to guide you. And marriage is a beautiful thing. And one thing I, I will always say, and my prayer is let's have more of 
these type of conversations and we teach people in marriage because I feel people don't know why we do the things that we do. Why do we get married? Especially the issue of saying, you know, you, you want this person to make you feel some, some sort of way. You want them to do these mm. things that are some sort of way. I'm not, I'm not taking away the romance and the, yes. you know, the, the love that is coming there. But the primary focus should be, is there a vision? Is there a calling? And mm. let's grow together. Let's develop one another in, this in the Lord, and, yeah. you know, until he's coming, yeah. I love that. Here's a question here. It says, hi, Sipo. Thanks so much for such an important conversation. I wanted to ask Pastor Tate, from his experience, what are some major misconceptions that people have towards marriage and has caused people's marriages to fall apart that we should do away with? She's asking you to reflect on your personal experience there. Uh, one of it, I will tell you for a fact that if not for the weak-hearted, it's yes. not to be entered into lightly. You know, it's not like a joining like a burial society. This thing is real. It's something that you will face persecution. Satan will fight you. Mm. I think that's the biggest thing, and it's something that you have to know beforehand. Mm. You know that you know you have going you are going to have adversary. I think Paul writes to the church in Corinthians, First Corinthians, chapter number seven. He says that you know mm. because those that are in marriage, I'm just paraphrasing. He says those that are in marriage will face trouble in this world. That's what he says because there is persecution because Satan does not want unity because he knows where there is unity. We know from Scripture there is no stopping when people mm. have united. Uh, one thing I've learned is something that you have to predetermine before you enter to say, listen, I'm entering into this thing. I know that it's going to be fought. I know I'm going to find all kinds of challenges, but I'm willing, you know, to, to, to stand on this word, you know, and I'm going to fight for my marriage. Marriages are fought, brothers and sisters. They are not to be entered like And no, don't exercise when you're in there. You know, and this thing of saying, no, ours is a perfect marriage. The, the truth of the matter, people, they market marriage, but people don't tell what happened. Mm. I've been in ministry for, for, for the longest of time. People say, I have a great, there is nothing like that. You have a great marriage, but you also have issues. Mm, mm, I love that. Let's, let's be open. Let's have those. Let's be open. Let's be real to say, guys, this is what happened. So that people don't easily pull out. Because a lot of people, they look at people they put on pedestals and they say they, have, they don't have issues. Mm. They have issues they haven't been telling you. And then quickly people just pull out of marriage. Mm. Of which, if they had heard other people's stories and what other people are going through, mm. they would have actually stayed into that space. I love it. We are out of time. Next week, we'll kickstart with this question that just came in because there's another question that came in, but I think we'll, let's take it out and pack it for next week as we're going to be speak, speaking about um, navigating purpose next week. Um, the question was, um, can we talk about help, the help part. The listener is saying that she has seen a lot of people taking it to the extreme where women are like, my only purpose is to help this man succeed, but that's that. So let's unpack that. As the woman is coming in as a helper, is her only assignment to help the man succeed 
where is her roles? What does the role start and end when it comes to this purpose? And is this purpose about the man himself alone? Or is it a God purpose? Let's unpack that next week, Pastor Tate. All right. Thank you so much. <laughs> thank you so much <laughs> for, for today. And I look forward to next week. We're going to try even cut some of the songs to be shorter so that we can really dive into these conversations because um, our listeners are enjoying it. A lot of comments are coming through, but we are out of time. Have yourself a great day. You are listening to Hope Alive, streaming live from Hope Restoration Ministries, Kempton Park, South Africa.